All right, Matt, we uh, have to go to work next week. So I yeah. uh, hope you didn't have any plans next Friday because uh, as I hear there's a pretty good, pretty good football game scheduled. Yeah, I, I think last uh, year we called a matchup of this variety, the game, 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 game of, 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 the, the millennium, 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 millennium. And that was just for a league title. Uh, well, yeah. to start, actually to start league play. Uh, so this time around, uh, yeah, we got, we got two teams that uh, don't necessarily love each other that uh, are going to be playing for an Eastern Division title. Literally does not get better than this, I think, for high desert football. This is the pinnacle. This is what we, we thought we were going to get last year, what we should have gotten last year. Uh, Pomp Springs screwed everything up. Sure. Boy, did they. Uh, yeah, boy, did they. Uh, not this year. Oak Hills uh, took care of business, and uh, or more than that, it makes it sound so casual. Uh, this week, both teams, I, both games were close, so I don't really feel comfortable saying this was taking care of business either. These were tough games for both of these teams. And, uh, uh-huh. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, not, not the easy... I mean, you know, for Oak Hills, I think at this point, they got to be used to it. You know, back-to-back weeks, really tough games, whatever, where Serrano, it's like, oh, my God, wow, they played in a close game. And by close game, I mean, you know, they only won by two touchdowns. <laughs> um, so it uh, took a little bit of doing to get here. There were definitely a few moments where it was like, hmm, this, this could go the other way. This could have, oh, you know. D- oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I, so, like, you know, every once in a while, like, I'd see, like, one of your tweets or I'd seek one of them out, like, and uh, kind of check on the score or listen to the, you know, the announcer was uh, telling us the score. So I'd hear it uh, every, at least once a quarter or so. Um, and that one seemed, at least from the scores, that it was fairly well in Serrano's control. Uh, Oak Hills was losing this one by a point in the second half. And uh, there, there were moments whenever I thought, I was like, oh, this is, this is not turning Oak Hills away. This is, ah, uh, well, we'll probably still get one team in. Yeah, uh, there were, you know, I don't know if I was ever really concerned that Serrano wasn't going to win the game. Uh, there were definitely, there was a moment, the only moment I can think of is uh, Serrano had, had gotten an interception. They had, with uh, Palm Desert in the red zone. And that to me was like, oh, that's, this is a big moment. Now Serrano can go score and the game is over. That's not really how it happened. First play, Sultan Sullivan fumbles the ball away and Palm gets it at the Serrano 20, goes right in and scores right away. And it's a one touchdown game in the third quarter with like, you know, 10, 10 minutes left or, you know, a little less than that. Um, it's like, well, uh, this, this could be a problem. Even the Serrano uh, offense had looked bad uh, for most of the third quarter. Um, as they seem kind of want to do, um, you know, they got a little bit sluggish or whatever as the other, t- as a palm kind of keyed into what they were doing. Uh, but, you know, they pulled away and at the end, it, you know the 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 last touchdown that uh, Palm scored was was in garbage time. Basically, I mean, you know, they still had their starters in both teams, uh, but it didn't matter anymore. It was over. Um, Palm offense is good, and it is just night and day that this the team last year and this year. I mean, last year they were just horrible, a horrible football team, and this year they are, no, not they deserve to be there, and they were good. Um, 
you know, was really impressed with their quarterback. Um, really impressed with Barry Hill, their their uh, starting running back. I mean, they're they're a good football team. They deserve to be there. So you know, that's good for them. And I think they showed you know showed a lot uh, in the game today. So this was a tough one for Toronto, and I was impressed with just. You know, you think that a team that really has not faced any adversity at all, all year, they just haven't, you know. They, yeah, yeah, they lost I mean, to Norco, Norco, but, like, that yeah. game didn't even matter, you know. When I talked to Sultan after the game, I asked, is this the toughest game you played in this year? And he said, oh, yeah, definitely. He said something about, you know, oh, Norco was a good challenge, but, you know, you know basically that, that game didn't matter that much because it didn't. The game was meaningless, you know. It was, yeah, it's okay, a measuring stick, whatever. You know, this is a playoff game. They have not had an important, meaningful game that, was close until this one um and i thought they handled it ex- just extremely well for a group that is really you know i know they're seniors they're not experienced you know sultan sullivan is uh, not played in know. a game they like kind, this they, they kind of are at this point i mean maybe not in that specific scenario but uh i don't know you make it to this point i think you're you're experienced yeah but you're not experienced with dealing with you know uh having to hold on to a close game you know in the fourth quarter you know, they've never done that before they were only up by a touchdown in the fourth quarter. I mean, this whole year they've destroyed. They've had the Sultan Sullivan hasn't played in the fourth quarter much this year. I mean, no, much? So, has I he mean, at all? I'm he has. Sure. A, he has a couple of times. There, there. So I think two weeks ago, or maybe yeah, I think it was two weeks ago. Uh, he had to sit out a series in the third uh, because of some, you know. Uh, after the snap activities or whatever between the two teams. And uh, Ray gave him the first series in the fourth so he could score another touchdown, basically. So, effectively, no. Um, you know, so anyway, I was just, I thought, you know, it was great that they did, you know, looked good, did a really good job. And I thought Forbes was good again. Um, he just overthrew a couple of passes that would have been touchdowns had he hit them. I think he's improved a lot. And, you know, he, he's done what they needed to do. And the offensive line is good. Defense was not good today. Not really at all. Um, but, you know, something to work on for next week. Yeah. They didn't have a problem with penalties, though, which is something they had a huge problem with uh, late in the season and the first week <laughs> of the playoffs. Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Uh, How many... How many penalty yards do we have the puppies for this week? Uh, I haven't tabulated it up yet. I'm going to add mine right now. This is going to be riveting radio. Uh, it, is, it is 13 penalties, so it is more than 100 oh penalties. Oh, my God. There, there was a lot of – I mean, they, they, they almost lost the game because they, they committed penalties. I don't know. I mean, it's – That's scary. It's, like, I think we talked about this earlier in the year where it's kind of like, you know, you kind of feel like for penalties, you kind of want to make the excuse of like, oh, well, that's just penalties and we can correct this and, you know, we just need to be smarter and we can do that. But, I mean, it is it is an ongoing thing for O'Kills. It is something – and, you know, Kistner mentioned it in his post-game huddle stuff. You know, got to clean that stuff up. Um, and, you know, some of them were probably a little bit borderline. I think there was a, a late hit one that the refs tagged them with. It was, you know, sort of like within the course of the trajectory the player had had before the, the play had ended. And, you know, there's some other ones. And, you know, there's other ones that I can't really tell – uh, just judging on the sideline, like a legal shift or a legal man downfield type ones, but wow. there's plenty a of legal shifts and a legal man downfield. That I don't know. That sounds ticky tack kind of stuff to me. I, that stuff just does not get there's, called very often. Yeah. 
was uh, yeah, quite a few holding penalties. You know, I know yeah. Oak Hills kind of felt you know slighted uh, by the refs, although you know Lakita racked up ten of their own. Certainly not for the same yardage. A lot of theirs were five or of the five varieties. So. You know, like false starts and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, it, for me, it's so, it's, I just, I'm so skeptical now when I hear teams complain about penalties because it's like, nah, everybody complains about penalties. So I'm not <laughs> they really sure con- do. I'm not really convinced that you guys have any idea what you're talking about. Um, or at least that you're being honest about, about it. Um, I definitely noticed tonight and last week, um, the officiating was much better, in my opinion, than it was in, well, at any other point in this season. Uh, there's just, you know, we're like, really, no calls where I was like, what that, you know, just where I felt like, oh, wow, that's a ridiculous call one way or the other, uh, you know. Uh, we're not, not the case. Usually, I think that the terrible, awful calls balance each other out. And it's like, eh, whatever, you know, I mean, they're human. But I think definitely the quality of the officiating crews just, you know, they get better the deeper you get in the playoffs. And, you know, that makes sense. That's pretty uh, logical. So I have them for 13 penalties for 122 yards. They cannot do that next week. No. They cannot. Nope. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I guess in some scenario, you never know what sort of game you're going to get into and what sort of a game the officials are going to call. And if it's – sure. You know, back and forth both ways with a, a lot of that, then maybe it cancels out. But uh, you're only going to give yourself a better chance to win if you uh, if you seal that up. Yeah, I mean, Serrano really has not committed many penalties at all either of the past two weeks. Um, I think that's something that either they've gotten better at or they've gotten better officiating. Little column A, little column B. Uh, it's I, 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 it's not that I don't think that like Oakville could theoretically overcome that. I just think that's like oh let's probably better off not shooting yourselves in the foot when the Serrano offense can put up, you know, 500 freaking yards on a supposedly good defense. So. Yeah. You're better off not, not going there. Just That's... don't do it. Yeah. Uh, all right. How about like individual player wise for Oak Hills? How was, you know, well, well, so what did they end up doing? What was it? Did they, you know, use Brandon Porter more this week? Was it so mostly uh, the run? Aldridge really didn't didn't have a whole lot of carries. He only got ten carries for you know. I haven't added his stats all up. It's less than fifty yards. Um, uh, Porter had a couple of really nice runs. He was able to to exploit the defense. I uh, really felt like later on in the game they were able to wear uh, La Quinta down, which is kind of surprising in in a certain way because you know La Quinta has that big back Benji Cordova who, who can sort of steamroll, and it just felt like every carry he got like. He gets hit, and then he still gets like two or three yards after the hit. Mm. And over the course of a game, that, that adds up. Sure does. Um, and so, you know, so many of his runs just go up the middle, and they go for, you know, initially at least like a yard or two. But you know, like I said, if you add one, two, three more yards to that each time, that, that starts to become a big factor. Sure. Did he, uh, did he play both sides mm. of the ball? Or is it mostly just soft? Yes. Yeah. Okay, he see. plays both sides. Yeah. And that was a thing for Palm Desert, too. I, it didn't really seem like it affected them too much. But I know Barry Hill played both sides of the yard, which is their big running back. I And uh, I can't remember his name now. Jacobson, I think. Or maybe. I don't know if he pronounced it that way. There's extra S's in there. Um, but he played both sides of the ball. Um, you know, I feel like they only had 40 kids less on the roster on max preps. And that's got to take its toll eventually, I would think. 
Yeah, you know, La Quinta also did not – like, I remember looking at their sideline. I think it was right after the pregame uh, national anthem and all that stuff. And uh, they did not have a ton of players. Although, I, you know, I look – I look on Max Preps and the printout I have, and their roster goes down to about the same level as O'Kills. They have a bunch of players that don't have a, a number associated with them, so I don't know what the deal with those are. Guys yeah, just they don't play. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It looked like they had a tiny roster. Maybe they, maybe they actually don't, but at times it did. Yeah, I mean, according to Max Preps, they only have 53 guys. That's not a lot. I mean, it's not, you know, small school or whatever level, but it's also not, you know, I mean, I imagine O'Kills has half more than that. Uh, yeah. Oh no. Well, Oakville's only is fifty-seven. Okay. Well, maybe not. Yeah. Fair enough. And I guess. I mean, really. I mean, looking at the sideline and seeing who kind of comes in and out is a better judge of it than you know just looking at a number on max props. I mean, Serrano has eighty-four, and I can guarantee you that not all eighty-four guys <laughs> saw action tonight. So it certainly looks impressive whenever they roll all those kids out there, though. There are a lot of kids on the sideline. They keep, you know. I think that's how they keep the kids, you know, uh, invested, you know. It's like, well, you're not going to play sophomore, but uh, you can be here or junior for that matter, it seems like, half the time. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, what about Porter passing-wise? I assume that's where they did most of their damage if they uh, didn't run that much. No, not exactly. He only How did they score any points? I, I think they – I was trying to figure that out. I think they just got good field position. I think that helped. Um, so they didn't have to necessarily go super far each time they scored. Okay. And as I said, there were a lot of penalties. So oh, um, right. maybe that helps. Uh, so let's see. They had a two-porter runs for touchdowns. One was a one-yard touchdown that was uh, their first touchdown of the game. And even the score up at 7-7. And then Porter later on in the second quarter uh, – Breaks off a 57-yard run. Mm. So that's pretty big. No kidding. Uh, yeah, just cuts down the sideline, is able to make it uh, all the way to the end zone. Nice. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, I really felt good about Oak Hills, like, at the end of the first half. So Porter does yeah, describe that. The, uh, yeah, describe the last, like, minute or whatever. I know that, yeah. that was so pretty Porter, interesting. Porter gets that touchdown, and that puts Oak Hills up for the first time in the game. Right. And so up 14-7 at this point, right? 14-7, or was it? Okay. May have, I think it may have been 13-7. I think that was the extra point they missed. Okay, okay. Uh, let me find it. All right, so that was a two-play drive, and Porter scores. That's a really long touchdown. And then uh, Lakita goes four and out. And while they're uh, struggling there, and they're sort of uh, backed up into the, their own red zone, um, or I don't know if that's the correct way to say it necessarily, uh, they were at the 20, the 24, the 19, and the 11. Um, uh, so while they're struggling there, Oak Hills takes two timeouts to save time. Um so they get the ball back with 43.8 seconds left, and they manage to get off seven plays, which is pretty impressive um, in that short span of wow, time. that is pretty impressive. Yeah. After they'd already burned two timeouts. Nice. Yeah. That is good clock management. Yeah. Uh, the Steelers could uh, certainly use the, uh, the Oak Hills coaches in charge of that. Oh, the Steelers could use uh, Brandon Porter as long as uh, Roethlisberger is out, for that matter. 
Nah, he's back. Right. Yeah. Still, though. Much more likable, anyway. <laughs> right. Um, and so then they get down to fourth and six at the 15. Uh, okay. And at that point, there's like, probably, uh, let's see, the last time I wrote down a time was 13.3. I guess, I think that was probably at the end end of the play before. So I think 13.3 seconds left. Wow, good note-keeping. Uh, whenever they, yeah, sometimes I do it, sometimes I don't. Um, yeah, I'm pretty uneven, so to speak. Yeah, but I, I've learned that, you know, Obviously, with this job, like we, the amount of notes we keep and the amount that actually goes into a story, uh, not uh, the ratio is much more in favor story, of the note yeah. keeping. Yeah, my story was long this week, and there were still like five things I didn't put in there that oh, were yeah. pretty important. Ugh. Oh yeah, I should just so, write books about every game. Yeah, well, we could. <laughs> um, so I've learned to sort of keep uh, time whenever there's a, especially when there's a stoppage. Yeah. Um, that that helps obviously if it's a running clock then you're sort of guessing um and so they line up for a field goal and christian navarette uh is the holder and i don't think it was called i think it's i think it's his call on that i think that's kind of what i guessed from the uh, the reactions on the sideline and he uh takes the ball and runs and just gets the first down they need it was fourth and six he just gets the six yards as they were, uh, you know, measuring and pulling the chains, I was kind of like, it looks good, but they could come up with, like, an extra inch here that just, like, screws them on this. Yeah. Uh, and so they get that. And right. kind of surprisingly on the next play, they go for it. Uh, or they, they they go for the touchdown. They score. Uh, Dave, uh, Porter finds Davis on a, on a nine-yard uh, touchdown wow, pass. Wow, they Yeah. That is well. I guess they figured throw if it's incomplete, then they kick the but field see, goal. Well, time ran out as that play oh. was happening. So that's ballsy. I like that. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and then speaking of ballsy, so at that point you feel pretty good about where Oak Hills is at. And then yeah. getting the I mean, the you ball... ready to build the Robert Kistner statue? Are you kidding? That's uh, like <laughs> that get, move. They're getting ready. Uh, they will get the ball in theory at the beginning of the first half, and. Uh, <laughs> Nope, they sure didn't. <laughs> that didn't happen. Uh, Lakita onsided it. Um, Lakita, interestingly enough, so I think they went for it like deep in Oak Hills territory twice on fourth down. They must not have a very good field goal kicker. It was like it would have been long-ish field goals. I think like maybe like forty some yards, but they went for it both time to twice uh, during the game, and so they also. They also uh, took the big risk and went for the onside kick. Uh, you know, it's just interesting to think about the, the way the game can turn. You know, if Oak Hills uh, takes the field, and, you know, uh, if they score, and particularly if they score and take up a lot of time. Yeah, you're screwed. Uh, yeah. yeah, if you take right. up half a quarter. Like, for the first quarter, each team got one drive each. They, they were just – That's kind of amazing also. They, yeah, they were marching down the field and uh, took up a lot of time. Uh so if Oak Hills replicates that in the second half, whew, going up by three touchdowns, um, and, to and bur- yeah, and burning a lot of clock, that mm-hmm. would have been nice. Position you very nicely. Yep. Uh, so Lakita scores. Oak Hills goes four and out. Uh, Lakita gets the ball back near mid- midfield. Lakita scores again, yeah. and, uh, and there you are. are. We have a we football have a, game again. We have a twenty-one twenty game. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of a uh, Palm Desert uh, on their f- first drive. 
yeah, their punter is Barry Hill, who also their top running back, and they faked it. Um, I wasn't exactly sure if it was a fake at first because the snap was pretty uh, not great. Um, but uh, everyone else I talked to said I was an idiot, basically. You could just tell by their tone. It was like, well, it's obviously a fake. It's like, oh, okay, all right, obviously a fake. Sorry, I'm an idiot. So anyway, apparently it's an obvious fake, and uh, that got them the... That kind of uh, that kind of makes it not a fake. I know, technically, yes, it is. I know. Anywho, so they, uh, yeah. Anyway, so that that was a kind of an interesting gamble, and then they didn't do it again all, the rest of the night. It was like, oh, why not? I mean, even when they, you know, really probably could have or should have or whatever. Um, just a weird. It was probably just a weird team, weird offense or whatever. They're not a definitely not one dimensional at all. But it was just kind of a. It's weird because their passing game was so bad last week against Moreno Valley, and it was. Good. I mean, it looked fine yeah, this week, so I don't know. Who knows? Maybe Moreno Valley is very good against the pass, and Serrano is pretty crappy. So if that's the sign, then, uh, you know, expect to see some Brandon Porter action next week. Yeah, and I did I did talk to him briefly about that uh, after the game. I asked what his memories of uh, the, the last time he played Serrano was, and uh, uh, he had four picks in that game. So uh, he definitely wants to he definitely wants to, to play better. And that's, you know, you kind of look at that, and that's sort of like the point in which his season turns statistically. He has a really good quarterback rating we talked about before uh, since then. Right. I mean, you know, um, you can I'm not. I'm not really sure. Four interception, I, bad game, though. That's like, I mean, some of that's got to be a bad luck. I think. Yeah. Oh, so much about interceptions are luck anyway. You know, I mean, yeah. Tell that to Andrew Valencia. Well, I won't tell to Andrew Valencia's mom. I think I've gotten emails from her before. Andrew <laughs> Valencia is the greatest of all time. Love it. He's he's, he's very good. good. He's very good. He's a very nice young man. I like him. A yeah. Lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, what else do you want to talk about? Um, Oak Hills, uh, when when the defense worked, uh, when everything was working out really well for them, they looked great. Um, you know, they chased uh, Avina. Uh, the the Quinta quarterback, they got a couple of sacks on him. Uh, like I talked about in that one series where they set up the uh, touchdown in the, late in the first half, you know, they were able to pin them back there. Uh, so whenever they were able to get penetration and, and all that, uh, the, the passing game really didn't do anything for, uh, for La Quinta. I mean, I guess they got two touchdowns out of it, but they also got uh, three picks off of him. They, Intercepted him twice in the end zone. Once was on one of those fourth down plays that I talked about. Um, so, and Lorik had a huge, huge, huge uh, interception. They were at the five yard line, and uh, he like, sort of jumps the route and then takes it back fifty five yards. Yeah, that is huge. Uh, let's see. Okay, two things. Uh, the first thing, let's talk about how close CalPreps.com was on both of these games. Uh, Oak Hills won by eight, right? Uh, what was it? Uh, 35-27, I think. 35-21. 33-21. Okay, by eight. So Cal Preps project- projected a seven-point victory. Serrano won by 13. Cal Preps predicted a 15-point thir- victory. So they were within two points for both games. Not bad. Not crappy. I see no. done. Uh, number two, 
Speaking of way too early predictions, who are you picking for next week's game as of right now? This is subject to change. You can change by Tuesday, and I won't be mad about oh, it. Oh, thank God. Uh, you always have to go with Serrano. I mean, that's – they've, you know, they've beaten good Oak Hills teams before. Um, they so. beat this good Oak Hills team before. And they, oh. have, they have beaten this Oak Hills team just uh, like two months ago. So Right. Um, I think it could be a very different game. You know, I, I, I agree. Oak Hills is definitely amped up for it and – uh, that was a great game for the first half. Uh, and then, Not the second half. Yeah, Porter mm-hmm. Porter threw those uh, interceptions. I don't think they all came the, in the second half, but I think probably the majority of them, maybe three of them did. I don't remember. Yeah, so Serrano won by 26 in that game. I have it open right here. Um, I assume Cal Preps is going to have this closer to like a two-touchdown game. I definitely think this game is going to be much closer than the last one. Um, I still think Serrano's going to win. Uh, if for no other reason, I think Sultan's going to carry, you know, carry them there. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's always the big thing is, uh, can anybody stop Sultan Sullivan? Um, and uh, history over the last, uh, what are we at now? 13 games. 13 weeks. Uh, yeah. yeah, it tells me no. No. You might be able to stop him for a drive, a couple plays. You're not stopping him for an entire game. I mean, the, only, he's the gonna, only people that are stopping Sultan Sullivan is Serrano when they pull him out of the game. Right. And that's not going to happen next week, I wouldn't think. Uh, I mean, like, unless they're just dist- – well, anyway, probably not going to happen next week. Uh, you know, he had another five touchdowns today, uh, which throw back to weeks, you know, zero and one. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he's again, he's only had – uh, fewer than three touchdowns one time. That's, and, that, I mean, and that's because it was a huge blowout and they didn't need him anymore. He only had 11 mm-hmm. carries when he had two touchdowns. Uh, that's... I, yeah, I mean, we've, we've talked so much about it. It's, it's mind-boggling, the fact that he hit 3,000 yards tonight. 3,000 yards, by the way, which I, I talked to Jeff, and I don't know if you have any evidence to the contrary. We think this is the first 3,000-yard rusher ever in the high desert. That's... Uh, James Noble didn't do it. No, no, he wasn't, he wasn't close to that. And he, he had an insane season. Very, I mean, that's very great. That's that is great. A, I mean, that's incredible, by the way. Yeah, I mean, the difference between... 500 yards is still a lot. Right, right. Um, but, yeah, that's that's incredible. You know, I, I forget what uh, Koprich was at for his senior season, but it was like around – Yeah, Jeff seemed to think not not close. No, to it was like 2,400. Yeah. 20, Again, I, I don't mean to say this take away anything from either of those guys. That is freaking incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm sure we'll talk to coaches this week and see if we can, you know, see if there's anyone else close. But I think when we did research on this for Jordan King last year, he was near the top of you know anyone who had run up here before. Um, yeah, he, he was near the top of Serrano's history book. He's which, uh, he is at the top of Serrano's history book, I believe. Sultan. Yes. Yeah, I. Well, I mean, I, I, don't, I believe I know. Yes, he is. Yes. Yeah, because I think it was Jordan King, and then there was somebody. I think with maybe with his performance in the championship game, he moved into second. Because um, okay. I think he was close to it going into it. Uh, we have it in like a, a notebook someplace. Yes. 
and uh, King, I think, was pretty far away from whoever was first. So I think in Serrano history, the, the first guy was somewhere around like 2,500, That's like mind-bogglingly good. So, yeah, yeah. 3,000 yards is, uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty incredible accomplishment. And I just, I just can't get over the fact that, you know, that uh, he didn't play at all last year, you know, and at least not, you know, when the game mattered anymore, which is incredible. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what he's got for his, uh, you know, his encore, so to speak, his final performance in a Serrano uniform. I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, what all happens? I, I and I'm I'm really am hoping that you know we get a good crowd at this game next week. This is a a pretty big deal for you know high desert football. You know I think we we should like you know whenever I like when I tweet something when I, mean, I tweeted out like uh, you know Merry Christmas high desert yeah you got it that thing blew up yeah yeah you know I was there's sometimes whenever like I kind of wonder like what is the real gauge of this stuff. Um, and you know it's a big deal for us uh clearly you know it impacts you know how we how we do our job and, and what we do this week um but do, do, does the community at large care and you know sometimes I'm like i you know i don't know you know we have some stats we have some you know web hitty type information to sort of judge that on but sometimes that's still not not the greatest uh but you know yeah like i send a tweet out like that and it gets you know pretty good response for what for what we do um you know i look on facebook and you know already there's comments and things on, on our, our stories and yeah that just doesn't happen all the time i wish i wish i could say that it does you know, not we had, a, we had an active community and uh, uh our stories were the biggest deal ever uh because they they should be ish mm-hmm. but uh ish. but yeah i feel like People are excited. I feel I feel that that based on the limited amount of information we have. So yep. I feel like it's not just my so, mind uh, saying that uh, this is important, and I think it is. Just a lot of coverage and whatever stories and what have you this week. So uh, I'm I'm excited. It's going to be a busy, difficult week, I imagine, but it'll be good. It'll be fun. I'm, yeah, I'm I mean, excited. I yeah, I, that that's how I've uh, always approached these things. Like you know, I, I kind of just consider it uh, an honor that I get to be involved in it. Um, you know, it's just you know, we cover the games regardless of whether they they win or they lose, uh, you know, especially in the playoffs and whatnot. Um, it's just sort of like an added bonus to to get teams that go into deep championship runs, and uh, we have that quite a bit in the high desert. And uh, this one. This one's gonna be more special because there's uh, two two high desert teams in the championship game. That's that's a big deal. Uh, yeah, so I mean, if absolutely, if uh, if somebody has ideas of things they want written about for this week, uh, email us. You know where to find us. Tweet us. Yeah. Make your yep. own. You could even call us if you wanted to, although we prefer you don't. <laughs> I'm phone phobic. Yeah. Uh yeah, all right. I'm extremely excited. It's pretty cool to you know, um, as much as you know, it for me it doesn't really matter who wins or who loses, whatever. It's pretty cool for the for the area and for the high desert that we're guaranteed to have a a championship team this year. That's does not suck. Doesn't suck at all. Pretty cool. 
Yeah. So and, uh, uh, we're gonna have to start. Uh, we're gonna have to put together a budget of all the content we we hope and want to accomplish for the week. It's gonna be a busy week, but you know what this means, Matt. There, uh, there will be pizza on Tuesday. Oh, I can just guarantee. Fantastic. It. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna need it. All right, so yeah, uh, like I think uh, mm-hmm. what originally just got us on that tangent. Uh, I think it will be well attended. Huh. Um, if I'm yeah, judging, I think so too. if I'm judging on the the last Serrano game, you know, I know that the Serrano, last Serrano Oak Hills game, uh, which was at Oak Hills as well. You know, I know that's a different point in time, and it's gotten a little bit colder now. But I mean, Serrano invaded that state, and there are a million Serrano people there, so I have no doubts about them. Um, Oak Hill, I, you know, they've been pretty good attendance throughout uh, the course of time here, so I th- I think they'll be okay, especially for a championship game. It's hard for me, for me to believe that uh, a pretty athletic centric school like that uh, doesn't doesn't come out and support. I think that the neutral attendance is also going to be very good. Um, I just feel like anyone who cares about high desert football should be here. I mean, it's just such an important game for the entire area that I just don't really see how you can say that you're serious about, you know, the sport in the area in general and not, not be there really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you can expect, you know, the coaching staffs of at least all the big schools in the area. Apple Valley. I know at least was at the game tonight. So God bless those guys braving the cold. (laughs) <laughs> oh i wonder what it's gonna be like next week well, hopefully warmer than it was tonight because it was literally not just hyperbolically it was literally freezing so <laughs> let's not do that again once was yeah. enough i'm good i'm done it was, it was okay La Quinta. It was, yeah i bet it freaking yeah. was it was springs it was brisk but it wasn't was like it freezing in the 50s or something anyway that's fine that's all right that's what i got last year it's all good we're fine i survived uh okay so i'll be in the office tomorrow writing something about these games so better start dreaming about it tonight uh, and then uh we'll both be uh, at it next week gonna be a long week a good long week though i'm not complaining i'm excited very excited even this is a yes good a dream come true, even which yeah, which maybe is maybe I need better dreams. But you know, I asked I asked uh, Coach Kissner about you know whether he foresaw his team getting to this point uh, uh, after the Serrano loss, and you know, he kind of gave me some sort of like a boilerplate uh, coach coach answer. Blah blah blah, something something. I always believe something. No, no, he I... said he said you know you know we break up the season into three parts: the regional oh. league and the postseason when you get to postseason everybody zero zero and okay uh, so yeah that's, that was the most interesting thing but uh yeah i'm, I'm excited so. first act second act third act he must be a big theater guy maybe thoughts robert kistner of stage and screen all right that's... i mean it just mm-hmm. back at that point like it's just i wouldn't have bet money on it well in that's fairness sure. it's because neither of us have any yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't have bet my dog on it. Wow, obviously. <laughs> Good lord. I, um, yeah, I, it's. Uh, I mean, part of it's you know luck of how the bracket is constructed. Uh, Although I would say Oak Hill's got a whole lot of good luck in this bracket. They had to play a couple of tough teams. I mean, Serrano got luckier, 
didn't have to play Palm Springs, didn't have to play Moreno Valley, didn't have to play La Quinta, didn't have to play uh, – who did La Quinta beat in the first round, remind me? Norda Vista. Uh, didn't have to play Norda Vista. Norda Vista, and then they played Burroughs, yeah. Yeah, I mean, everything's coming up Diamondback. And so now it's time to take advantage or not. I mean, either or. We'll see. Yeah. All right, that's it. We're done. That's uh, oh, it is one forty in the morning. So I'm gonna go to bed. That sounds like a plan. A great plan. First of all, you all can right. add a modifier. It's uh, it's okay to be biased. All right, guys, we'll talk to you on Tuesday. And uh, I'm biased in day. favor of sleep. <laughs> Amen. Which, to that. which which we won't be get be getting this week, but yeah. it's okay. That's right. It's worth it for one week, and then maybe some vacation. <laughs> to my bed. I'm going to be vacationing in my bed. All right, guys. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. All right.